create with Fran Sydney. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. This is Fran Sydney speaking to you for episode 151. Welcome, welcome, full summer. And you know, such a beautiful time. Relaxing, beautiful, good weather and a heat wave coming through. How is that for a lovely summer? Well guys, you know what? Not everyone is very excited. Not everyone. There are people who are very worried. There are people who are suffering from terrible anxiety, from panic attacks, they are bubbling, they are juggling, they have problems, they can't live the life that they want. Just now when it's time to finally come out after lockdowns and quarantine and social distancing, we want to have fun. There are people who are telling me, I haven't been out of the house for months. And so today we are going to talk about that. When anxiety is so crippling, it is going through your whole body when it's showing as such, when it's destroying your life. And we're going to do that with a very special guest. as Lucia Costin and is talking to us from a very, very wonderful place. So welcome to the show. Uh, it's nice to have you, friends. Thank you for inviting me and um, just huge, I don't know, happy holidays for everybody who is enjoying the summer and enjoying the heat wave. Um, lockdown was a blissful time for for people with anxiety let's face it we were finally left alone (laughs) and now unfortunately when it's time to come out and and blossom people are are having difficulty and just recently i was i was talking to somebody who was like I cannot fly. My husband wants to book us, um, you know, a, a trip out with the family. We haven't been out in, in ages. We need to get a tan. We need to get that vitamin D. And it's not the plane. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with the plane. I don't like the airports. I don't like, you know, the, the, the people and all the germs and all of that. I just cannot do it. And she felt terrible because, you know, the kids were excited, the husband was excited, everyone was on board, everybody was happy. Her mood and her heart, they were just not there. So you can imagine how difficult it was for her because she felt a bit, you know, embarrassment and shame. And I don't want to come out as, you know, the Grinch who destroyed the summer holiday um, because... I do not like the airport and I'm worried about, you know, contacting something on the journey or maybe, you know, it's it's hard, you know, especially if, if you have kids, if you're a parent, I think as a mother, um, you tend to worry a lot about yourself and also about the children. But there's, you know, there's a line between it's okay to worry and I need to do something about it because it's starting to influence my life. Yes, absolutely. And it's such a a widespread problem. I was talking to a client just an hour ago and she was telling me, you know, I was already fearing my anxiety and panic attacks to go worse, but in lockdown, it got completely worse because I didn't get the chance to come out and to challenge myself. So I got used to be in and now I can't go out at all and she can't go on holiday or anything. So it is affecting a lot of people in different ways and she was telling me so many of her friends say, yeah, I also suffer from this and it's so widespread. 
So I know that you're also training RTT like me, so you understand hypnosis, you understand the mind. What's going on in the mind when we feel anxiety about a normal event, such as going out of a house? I think it's um, it has something to do, and it always goes back to the past and to what we associate with going outside and if as as children we had experiences that told us it's not safe and maybe you've seen your parents reacting in a way that was frightening it wasn't really supporting you and your emotional needs you might grow up with this idea that wow it, it is really scary if, if my parents react like this then it, it must be something very overwhelming even for them because I can see it, you know. And at times it's something that happened to you and the reaction around you that gave you that feeling of, oh my God, this is not good. Um, sometimes it was um, being in that family where you're all the time criticized and you're all the time belittled and you're all the time put down. So now when you go in the circles and you go and you meet other people, you already have this feeling, well, if my own family displeased me so much and if my own family didn't like me, how will these strangers connect with me? How will I get through to them, you know? If the place where I was supposed to get unconditional love didn't provide it for me. And we all the time internalize it. It's all the time us. There's, it's a we are the problem and there's something wrong with me i'm defective i'm broken i there must be something terrible about me because people don't like me and i think covid um lied to us a lot <laughs> because we might have felt a relief initially you know oh my i don't need to worry about anything anymore i can just mind my own business in my own house but then you realized that it made things so, so much worse. Because now you need to go out and it's, it's, sort of, it's like an unknown environment all of a sudden, you know? You've been away and you've been disconnected for so long. And now you're like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? Yes. It, it just feels it's foreign. A new territory, yeah. literally, because... We don't even remember how to smile. I was reading in the news last month that in Japan, where it's one of the longest periods where people have been wearing masks, even up to two months ago, they were all wearing masks, and they're now having lessons to learn how to smile. You know, and the damages of these lockdowns have been terrible, and people need to reconnect. And we want to make efforts to go out but our mind is now saying see you are so safe when you were indoors you are safe nothing bad can happen to you and that reinforces that belief that as long as you are on your own very isolated you're gonna be safe but we need that connection with other human beings you know we are not hermits we are supposed to touch people hug kiss and smell and and move our body and and go outside it's not the same to do all the meetings on zoom all the stuff on zoom because that's not how humans are supposed to work so you're quite right 
See, do you have any clients that have a problem you were saying before? manifest in the body so what kind of problems do you have any clients of course you have loads but do you have any specific case <laughs> where you can describe what was happening physically because we know that when we truly believe something the mind will do everything to prove that we are right so if we think oh every time I go to a square I'm gonna have a panic attack then my mind will go okay I'll give you a panic attack that's what you said you're gonna have so I'm gonna give you that that's exactly what Marisa Pierre always says I'm gonna give it to you you know if that's what you want you're gonna have a panic attack here it is because the the mind doesn't have a sense of humor or anything my mind will believe exactly what we tell it to do it will just do it and so what is a story or occasion where you can bring together the sense of anxiety or impending gloom and a physical showing of this I had it's, it's very funny you mentioned zoom because one of my first um, covid clients was a person who had the issue with zoom and she was like you know when I'm in the meeting like a, a physical meeting I can see everybody you know with their phones or looking at their papers or doing anything else and pretending to listen because there are big meetings but when I'm in zoom and I see their little faces on screen looking at me I, I cannot speak and I babble and my report is solid but when you hear me speak I'm like a five-year-old I make no sense I my boss will think it was a mistake hiring me I can't I need to up my game I need that alignment between I'm I'm confident and I know what I'm doing and I, I need to put that on the screen and she was so frightened by all the little heads on zoom looking at her that it almost flushed her into a panic attack besides the babbling and the red face and the sweating and all that and it, it was an, an amazing transformation when she when she realized that uh, her problem was with confronting people and she saw all those eyes looking at her as they're accusing her or they're criticizing her or her mind was just going back to childhood instances where she was looked at and criticized and she no longer wanted that attention it has nothing to do with anything the meeting or not being prepared or you know nothing of the sort but it, it is amazing how how it happens and if you allow me to talk about this little experiment <laughs> i love experiments um i just came across it the other day and they were saying that they, they took this wonderful normal looking people and they applied scars on their face and they told them that they will go to job interviews and it will they will just measure to see if they get discriminated based on how they look now that they have this you know visible scar so they brought in makeup artists we know that makeup artists these days can make terrific jobs and they were shown uh, with you know they looked in the mirror and they saw the scar on their face and they were in shock like oh my god i'm gonna go in looking like this and then they were like okay let me just touch it up a bit and they removed it but they never told them look we removed the scar 
So they went in, they had the job interview, almost 90% said they were being discriminated because of the scar. They did not know it was no longer there. But it, it goes to prove that your brain will search for things to match up with your reality. And so I, what you believe amazing. is what you're gonna see. Yes, yes. You you will get what you focus on. Exactly, exactly. That's and I I understand at times why for some people it's so hard to believe there is a different way. There is an alternative. You know, you can look at the coin from the other side. It's not a one face for everything. Yes. Well, t- say for example, when you are going to give a talk, talking in a workshop, talk to many people, maybe, maybe a medical conference, maybe you're head of a school and you have to do that because you're the boss and you are a person that has to talk. You have no choice, but you feel the fluttering, the butterfly in the stomach and you might be feeling a lot of weird stuff happening in your body you might feel that your heart is beating faster your legs are going jelly and you're forgetting everything and all this we can call that i don't know anxiety and you might even have a full-blown panic attack when you arrive there everything goes blank and you just come out screaming and crying and whatever but what is really going on is that the body is in anticipation of this event is preparing you, right? So it depends how you're set up in your mindset. Are you going to enjoy this? You think it's going to be wonderful and you're going to be great because you prepared well and you are good and people are going to love your presentation? Or are you going there thinking, oh my gosh, I hope I don't forget anything. Oh, I always forget everything, so there's not even point in starting this. I'm sure I'm gonna have an anxiety attack because every time I speak in public, I feel terrible. Well, obviously, there's a different way of getting in front of this public. And the mind, we we can see the sign in the body that you're getting like something is going on because I have this event. But we can read this heart beating faster and say, oh my gosh, I'm going to have a panic attack. Here, this is coming. Or you can say, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Look at the energy. I got so much energy. I can feel it in my body. I'm going to bring it to everyone. And as soon as I start talking, I'll say to people, guys, I can feel the energy. My heart is beating fast because I'm so happy to be with you. And that's going to become a great experience. So it really depends on the mindset. And how does the mindset change? Oh, well, maybe I'll let you talk about that. <laughs> No, you, you just reminded me that sometimes I, I tell clients, you know, if you're trying to fight it, it will fight back. And the more you try to cover it up, the more people will kind of feel something's wrong, you know. Um, so if you talk with people and if you're blushing, just, you know, just smile and say, oh, my God, I'm on fire. I'm really passionate about this topic. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's visible all over. And you will see that all that fragment will kind of go away on its own just by acknowledging it yes i'm blushing i'm on fire oh my god i'm it's great don't fight it don't try to oh i need to excuse myself right now because i'm I'm, i might say something wrong or everyone will notice me and no 
you know, just just be there and, you know, give your attention to, to the people that are talking. Be interested in what they are talking about and they will feel comfortable. And if they feel comfortable around you, then you will feel comfortable around them as well. And you don't even need to do the talking. You just need to ask them questions and make them see that, okay, this topic is interesting or I'm, you know, I want to know more about what is it that you're talking is not necessarily you have to be the soul of the party all the time. No. And so how does RTT work then to get this internal dialogue to transform instead of being self-destructive and becoming instead a self-empowering dialogue? Well, I find that understanding and knowing how your current pattern occurred And once you understand based on your past experience and when we do the regression and when we look at what happened and why did you build up, I call them coping mechanisms. They might not be perfect, they might not be what you're looking for, but they're natural, they're normal, and they're there to kind of save us and get us out of trouble. And when we understand how that occurred and how that took place, then you can easily reframe it, you can easily change it. You know, you can modulate it and you're yes. in control of your life because you know what you're doing. Yeah, don't, don't we all say in the RTT world, understanding yes. is power. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, because if we don't know what's going on, we just allow this, you know, wild thing to happen. But actually our body is in, in control of, of our mind. Our mind directs, it's our mind subconsciously that says, right, the heart is going to beat this way or that way. The lungs working at that, the breathing is working at that, digestion. There are people who can't digest, they have terrible IBS just before or just during an event that is terrible for them. So there is so much we can do. So why is it so difficult nowadays to change this internal dialogue? most of the time we're not aware that we can change it kind of like this is how I am this is how things have been because again this coping mechanism they don't happen overnight so you've probably spent a lot of your adulthood life with them and you might even think this is who I am this is my character this is my personality I'm a nice person You don't say I'm a nice person because I'm people-pleasing, because I'm scared to death of rejection. And I don't want to get people angry because they might yell at me and they might push me away and they will not like me. And as, as women, when we're little girls, we're told to be nice, you know, be a nice little girl, listen to mommy and daddy and don't make a fuss. And you grow up being this nice little girl who doesn't want to make a fuss. And then you're wondering, why are things not working out for me? Yeah, because we are told to be very quiet, stay in the corner. And I remember telling a few hours ago to this person I was talking to, and I was like, you know, those Victorian children, you know, children are to be seen, but not to be heard. And eventually there are problems. And I always remember this story I read in a, a very nice coaching book years ago and it's about this guy who was very good at his job in some office in a shiny place you know like the Empire State Building in New York imagine he would go to work and was so good but there was one problem he couldn't get a raise all 
um, a raise of his salary. So all his colleagues were going up and up and, yes, and everything. Yes. He was not. He was always the same there with his little, um, you know, um, what was the name of his writing machine before computers? Typewriter. He was there on his typewriter. Couldn't get any anywhere else. Typewriter. Typewriter. Remember those things? I'm old enough to know. And uh, that's the gift of being 58. And, um, and there was a point where he just couldn't even walk to the boss office because if he started to walk to him to ask right i need more money i need to his legs would go like jelly and he would feel like he was gonna collapse and would just promptly go back and then as he went back his mind would tell him see you're safe you can sit down you're gonna be safe in the same job for the rest of your life but you're safe and eventually he went for a coaching session and the coach obviously went through peeling layers of years and years of work and discovered when he was young his father was a rather authoritative father and sometimes he would come home I think he was drunk but he would be upset and the best way for the children was to just go into a corner and be very quiet so that wouldn't beat you up and he learned when he was young if I'm staying quiet I'm not gonna be beaten up I'm gonna be safe the problem was he was no longer five years old he was 30 or 40 so he needed to come out of the shell and through the session that he had, he was then able to move out from that mindset of a five-year-old and say, hey, I'm a grown-up man, I got skills, I can do this. And he walked to the boss office and he got the raise of salary that he wanted. And you know what? There are lots of people around us that are exactly like that. What are the tips that we can give to these people? Oh, in terms of tips accept it you know accept it and have that childlike curiosity about yourself and try to see why did i react like that you know instead of having this inner critic that's all the time telling you oh you shouldn't be doing this you're rubbish at that why are you even starting try to have that observer and that curiosity and ask more questions to try and go like to the heart of the problem not just the surface and see why is it that every time i want to start a project i i start to criticize myself or i start to believe that is not for me i'm not worthy of it i shouldn't have it um, sometimes we feel inferior you know if maybe our families migrated and we're not from that land we might feel um inferior or less than you know so try to analyze it and see where exactly is it that it took place when was the birth of this concept that, that somehow you cannot achieve it and if it's something within the body that shows up don't don't hide it again let it out you know accept it for what it is not unless it's um, you know, if it's a panic attack, that those things are scary. <laughs> but know that they will go away and they're not harmful, though they feel like it's the end of the world. Um, and I sometimes I tell people, if you feel that you have one coming, go somewhere and dance. Dance or sing or tell your brain, I'm happy as can be. I'm safe and I'm happy. And another advice would be to not try and rationalize your emotions 
right? I sometimes see people doing this. You can rationalize it all you want. It will never happen. Emotions are emotions. You cannot have ration and reason with them, you know? This is why we love who we love. We can't really explain it, can we? It makes a lot of sense. It makes me think just how many people could today be living the life that they really want to live if they just started to believe that this is possible. But what I encounter is a lot of people that are desperate for change, but they believe it's not possible. And they're stuck in the same job, relationship, or relationship problem because they think, just like when they were young, that it's not possible to change. And this is typical of children, isn't it? To think, oh, this is the situation now, it's going to be always like that. When my mom prefers my older brother or sister, she's better than me, taller, smarter, thinner, she's more popular, she's so good. My mom said that my brother is so smart and I'm the one that is so good but I'm only at dancing but I'm not smart obviously. My mom told me that the drawing of my cousin is good and mine is almost as good but hers is a lot better. So we, we make this comparison and I think with anxiety a lot of the times what happens is we're really living in the past. We're not looking at the future, we're looking yes, at the past and through that filter we're looking at all the future but the opinion of the other people whether it was correct or not sometimes doesn't really matter because we are the builder of our future aren't we yes indeed we are indeed we are and we can build it the way we wanted it to be we just need that that courage and the support to help us get there you know if you want to build a house you're not going to do it on your own i'm sure you can but it will be quite hard so if you can have someone there for you and with you wouldn't you want that rather than um going through that pain on your own it's so true it's important to have this conversation because many people that we will look at and think wow this must be the most successful man or woman look at them they look amazing this and that and then in the closet they are suffering so much because they don't have self-belief so maybe what we can do is to help people around us by lifting them up instead of tearing them down there's a lot of criticism now on the internet people are so critical and they take opposite polar polar opposite positions they they call you all sorts of names I don't want to use here online but they really destroy you because you don't agree with them and that really doesn't help anyone so people are frightened of talking about what they believe if they're spiritual or if they believe maybe they want to be vegan or maybe they prefer meat you can't talk about any topic because people jump on you you know, it's it's a scary world, isn't it? And it's we true. need a hefty dose of confidence to be very nice talking to other people, but still being firm and say, well, this is what I believe. I respect your thing, but I got my own beliefs. But if we keep being stuck in the past, that we have to always think that the others are better. Who said that the others are better and we have to be quiet, be in the corner, and they walk all over us and we have to do everything they say? Otherwise, they get upset with us. Yeah. 
it's a terrible way of living. So please, exactly. Yeah, please, guys. Um, it is indeed. This is our last minute, so we have to kind of wrap it up. If you have any problem with anxiety, feeling depressed, that you can't do anything, your life is stuck, you're going nowhere, you're even having panic attacks, full-blown, you haven't been out of a house, you can't get out of a situation, please talk to us. There's a Lucia Costin, there's going to be a website link somewhere that we can go to. Is there a place where we can find you? Yes. All right, we're going to... Um, it's basically Lucia Costin therapy ah. everywhere. There we go. LuciaCostinTherapy.com, LuciaCostinTherapy on Facebook and Instagram. Um, those are the places where you can find me. Thank you. So we'll be so glad, guys. You're going to have to talk to Lucia about your problem. And she's multilingual. How many languages do you speak? I do therapy in English for now. Um, and that's about it. I don't use my Spanish that much. You don't? No, not a lot of Spanish, but I know that you are also speak in Romanian. Yes. So there we go, guys. Yes. It's my mother tongue, so I, I have to. Yeah, of course, of course. Well, so there we go, guys. If you have any questions, just feel free to ask. Consultations are free. And I promise after consultation, you will see that this is absolutely possible. You can get better. You can create a life that you want. So thank you, everyone, for being with us. Thank you, Lucia. Thank you for having me. Thank you, guys. And please be nice to us. Leave a nice review for my podcast so that more people can listen to this. You've listened to Create with Fran Sydney. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.